diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wawandri land in the Kulin Nation, stolen land. We pay our respects to elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. On today's show, we replay excerpts from the April Passionate Tongues featuring guest poet Lish Getch. Passionate Tongues is the much-loved and long-running poetry gig convened by Michael Reynolds on the first Tuesday of every month at the Brunswick Green in Brunswick. Lish is the wearer of many artistic hats. She's written poetry, plays, short stories, comedy and songs for adults and children. She is also a fire twirler. Lish's publications include Butterflies of the New Dawn, Leather Skin and her most recent poetry collection, Breath, published by Luckner Press. Lish has taught poetry, creative writing and theatre workshops for the Victorian Writers' Centre Series Overload Poetry Festival Span Community House and was also part of the video educational series Picking Poetry Apart, alongside with Dorothy Porter. She was one of the founders of Accidental Poets at Good Morning Captain and since then she's organised and hosted readings at the Drunken Poet, Noise Bar and other venues. And she is currently the convener of the fortnightly also Tuesday poetry event, Poetry Spective, held at Pride of Our Footscray Bar in Footscray. It's always a fun and eclectic gig with open mic and two featured performers, one doing their own work and the other interpreting the work of another poet. So back to Passionate Tongues. This is Lish performing at Passionate Tongues on the 4th of April 2023, recorded by Waffle Iron Girl. Michael, such flattery might turn my head. (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) We cover our faces, but not our hearts. A tiger, a flower, match our mood with a mask. A solitary togetherness to lighten the dark. Locked down, housebound, divided into parts. Searching the house for a kickstart. We cover our faces, but not our hearts. Newfound love for nature, a walk in the park, taking the bone-curved road of the heart, a solitary togetherness to lighten the dark. A wave from far away, a stranger's eyes spark, I see you see me. It's a start. We cover our faces, but not our hearts. And that dog round the corner is waiting to bark. Throw a big stick for that mutt to run fast. 
a solitary togetherness to lighten the dark. In the hour outside we can have at the park. Our sun-kissed shadows meet on the paths. We cover our faces, but not our hearts. A solitary togetherness to lighten the dark. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I've been asked to do... Uh, I have a couple of requests before. Oh, I'll throw one in in a moment, but right now there's something else that I would like to do. It's called Twins. Look at those twins. So granite. Protruding through the long grass whispers, inviting goannas to sit on their sun-spotted rockiness. Look at them, angled like eyebrows above the face of the creek whose watery mouth never stops to greet them. Challenging me from the other side of the water to sit on them or to stand, arms outstretched, barefoot in the wind-swept air. Yes, yes. Now, this piece is completely unexpected. I was not expecting to read this, but um, it's been requested by Donna, actually, and I haven't read it in its entirety for a very long time, and it's called Mum's Breast. You rang. Hey, Chook, guess what? I just found a lump in my breast the size of a golf ball. What are you ringing me for? Call the doctor, I can't do anything. You were silent. I felt guilty. Started asking questions, knowing the answers you wanted, unable to give them. We made the doctor's appointment together. She referred you to a specialist. Anthony drove us. We were all quiet in the car. At the surgery, I learnt the meaning of benign. Your sentence, malignant. The family demanded a second opinion. After the operation, we all visited. You look so strange with just one tit. All those tubes. You smiled. I'm OK, Chook. I'll be better soon. She'll be right. That night, I examined my own breasts in the mirror, became acquainted, realised how much I liked having them. The first time I saw the latex breast, you dropped it in my lap. I was struck by the authenticity, so real and heavy. Weird, isn't it? You looked at me. All I could do was stare. The colour was too dark for your complexion. Yeah, I said. It's cold too. A few weeks later, things were normal again, except for the fake breast you threw around like a frisbee. Here, chook, catch. I always took a step back. Watch that latex nipple wobble on the floor at my feet. In winter, you warmed your breast on the heater. Said you didn't like the chill. One morning, after answering the phone, you raced into the lounge, grabbed the breast, tipped it upside down, started pressing on it. What are you doing, Mum? Oh, Chook, that was Maria on the phone. Her tit just melted on the heater. I'm not letting that happen to mine. <laughs> I had to see you talk. Then you could tell me it's just a false alarm, Chook. Your voice on the phone can't be real. I ran to the bus, fell over. Grey lady says, you all right, love? 
I got up, ran past the bus, past the tram, a three-hour stretch. My toes went numb. I lost a shoe, incompetent doctor. You told me you still have cancer in your lungs now. I stayed the night. Chemotherapy started. So did the hair loss. I brushed your scalp. You said, I've just got a bad cold to everyone, including yourself. Your cold crept into all of us. David developed hypochondria. Anthony discovered denial. Nick cherished silence. I fell in and out of love with life, developed a fascination for diseases, sought natural remedies. Anything to stop those fortnightly visits. You lying on the bed, syringe and tubing taped to the wrist. Me pushing square buttons on a blue box. The medicinal electric pump. Poison equals health. I thought it was confused logic. She said, it's rat sack, Chook. They're pumping me with rat sack. I started buying your presents. The Encyclopedia of Ethereum Legends, sun cream, headscarves, anything. Thinking the more I give, the longer you would stay. Just loving you will make those chest nodes evaporate. Instead, they grew from pinheads to pebbles. The doctor said he had never seen tumours grow so rapidly. You made jokes about being unique. I hid my tears in laughter. You drank a lot of water. Lost your sense of taste. We had a good stir. How's the food, Mum? All right, I suppose. It all tastes like cardboard to me. Your taste came back when the oxygen machine arrived. I wanted to visit. You said, only if you make a chocolate cake, the one with strawberries on top. The cake was delicious. I'd never seen you eat that much. You showed me how the oxygen machine worked, put on the mask. We made jokes about elephant trunks. I said I had a headache. You grabbed a small bottle and measuring cup. Here, Chook, have some morphine. I take it every night before bed. It's fantastic. <laughs> a little bit won't hurt. I was shocked. You'd been rejecting my dope cookies. Your hospital visits became more frequent. Paul and I moved into our first place, a small flat in Williamstown. You sent us our first letter and your last from Adelaide, visiting friends, the most I ever worried in my life. I could smoke myself to oblivion, play guitar sitting on the floor or in front of the fridge for hours. It still didn't block you out. Days seemed to drag, but time still flew. You rang. I have six months to live. The cancer has spread to my brain. Oh, Mum, I groaned and thought, hold your breath, shut your eyes and it will go away. How do I tell the boys, Chook? I offered to. You seemed more upset about their reaction than your dying. You decided to tell them yourself. That night, I picked a fight with Paul, but the making up was magic. <laughs> Six months shrank to eight weeks. You saw your first grandchild, a perfect girl. You always wanted girls. I was one among three boys. You loved to dress me up. You and that baby would lie on the bed or couch together every day. She never cried in your arms. 
The brain cancer was fascinating and horrific. One moment you will be holding something, the next that object will be flying through the air, your arm and hand flapping ballistically. You almost collected a couple at the supermarket with a can of baked beans. I gasped, you laughed and said, lucky it wasn't my big shears. I've never seen that side effect before. Does it hurt, Mum? No, I go numb from the shoulder down, can't feel a thing. He gave me a nudge. Funny, isn't it? The doctor says he's never seen anything like it. He reckons they should write a book about me. That afternoon, you made jokes about being a medical freak. That night, I cried myself to sleep. Eventually, you didn't go anywhere unless someone drove you to lunch or the hospital, you stayed home sewing, listening to old music, accepting visitors or watching favourite old movies. I visited as much as possible, called you every day, heard the increasing strain in your breathing, your mixed up speech. Even this you found funny. It was morning. The phone rang. Chalk, it's Anthony. Mum had a fit. She's in the hospital. She's not coming out this time, so you better get here quick. What happened? Nick found her on the floor. OK, I'm coming now. The traffic was too slow for my head. I wanted to teleport. I kept looking at the speedo, taking deep breaths. Not long now, the hospital seemed longer, the red track longer, the lift slower, stopping at every floor. I arrive and don't notice the sickies this time. I just race to your room. Everyone is there. All of your children standing around the bed, smiling too much. I come in with Paul. The boys look at me and I know it is my job to tell you there's no going home this time. I lean over. Hi, Mum. Give you a kiss. You look at me, then at Paul, and say, Oh, good. You're here. Now you can take me home. needs members to survive. By becoming a subscriber, you're helping us to remain fiercely independent and free of commercials and corporate influence. Are you a paid-up subscriber? It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Great value for 24-7 community-owned and community-controlled media. Please become a subscriber member today. Call the station on 03-9419-8377 or sign up online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. You are tuned to Spoken Word on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Botsack. We are replaying a recording of Lishketch at Passionate Tongues on April 4th. This for you, Lynn Tran. You mentioned it, so it's your fault. Arousing, aromatic, angular animal. Bare-breasted, breathless, biting. 
caressing curves, creatively clitoral celebration, <laughs> daring dining, erotic exploration, energised egos, electrified erogenous zones, finger fun, friendly fire, <gasps> fertilisation, groping, grinding, gratified groins, happy hormones, heaving harmoniously, Ignition, jerking, jostling, knockers, knobs, knocks, knocking, lingam, licking, lovers, lingering, languorously, member moving, memorably, new nibbling, nudging, nuts, knocks, nutrition, overblown, orgasm, penetrative penis, pounding, passionately, quaking, quickening, quim, ravenous, receptor, raw bone, razzmatazz. <laughs> Supple, sexy, saucy, sensual, stimulating, superheated, supercharged sausage. <laughs> Tantalizing testosterone. Ultimate urge. Undulating upshot. Vigorous, voluptuous, venerable vagina. Wide eyed, wriggly, Walt Whitlam, wanking Willy Wonka. XX chromosome, yawning, yawny. <laughs> Zen. <laughs> this is called Joker Moon. I always said that I wouldn't write about the moon, but I heard Kendra Callas' moon poem and went, ooh. I want to write about a moon now. <laughs> if only I could pluck you to wear around my neck, though you are rock and I am flesh, inconstant, transient moon, companion of solitude, you always look better when I'm in love. The pearl of autumn, light bulb in a winter sky, summer sigh of cool relief. A spring view enhancement. I stopped writing poems about you when I grew up. I never saw the man in the moon. Just an old lady knitting. She looked lonely like me. <laughs> this is called Waratah. Waratah curls up, dresses the wind, stretches to red morning sun. Bows a crimson head to the brown-red earth at dusk. Talapea, speciosima. Waratah shine Wirrumbira white, untouched by the blood of the Wonga pigeon. No hawk attack here, floating on water, a flower tendril fist. Talapea hespera, Talapea moganesis. Waratah spirit, Waratah kiss. Talapea arades. Telepea Chankata, Warata Heart, Warata Bliss, Warata Curls Up, Dresses the Wind. This is for Vicky. Okay. It's called Woman. You often worked all night. Big machine, rumbling carnivore, spitting out yards of material and thread. Still, you were called lazy, 
stupid, useless. It was your money kept us clothed, fed, housed. No addictions in your soul, except music and poetry you no longer had time to enjoy. The woman who educated me with every word, politics, poetry, sex, religion, each day you had a story, standing up to the giant hand, swooping glasses from your face, breaking the vow to love and honour. The brunt of a man's frustration. Life was children, work and the hope for change. The universe made a woman of leather whose skin would not break, soul never beaten down. That was you, saving us children when life was full of fear. The woman who left the dominating man for clear waters found herself terminal and still fought. Even in death, you had dignity etched into a fresh face. Never had I seen you more at peace or felt a deeper love. Bright star of my world, Mum. This is for, well, all of you, but, oh. see, my hair's a ticket. <laughs> so, I eat it sometimes, so yes. delicious stuff. Anyway, moving on, this is for everybody, but especially Michael and Ella, because you guys requested it. Yes, and you love it, and it's called Europe. I wrote this more than 25 years ago. Suddenly occurred to me, and... I didn't see what the fuss was, and even now I'm kind of like, really? But, um, yes, there you are. This is Europe. I've never been to Europe. I am told the buildings whisper their stories, if you listen, and the sun feels different on your skin. I travelled Australia. I have danced with my brothers and sisters by the night fires, hitched across a desert that kisses the skyline to townships people have forgotten. You see... They're all exploring Europe, the exotic places. I have ran in the rain through stifling heat across beaches edged with grass, palm trees and water so clear you could see coral on the ocean floor without diving in. I've been happily alone in the Blue Mountains, still not having seen Europe. Slept on many a forest floor, walked through the density of ferns, damp mosses and hundreds of thousands-year-old trees barefoot. For nature is as fragile as it appears to be strong. I have played music on street corners, working for a pittance, picking fruit, feasted on cheese and wine with a friend at the top of a mountain so high the clouds were all around us. I have swum in creek beds and dived through waterfalls, washed in a wood fire bath on a thousand hectares of bushland, looking up to a sky coated with scars, worked on organic farms for food and a bed, making many friends, some of them from Europe. <laughs> Slept in teepees, under bridges, in the snow, the hollow of a dead tree providing shelter from the cold of that white beauty. In the morning, the sky was blue in contrast to the ground's white. 
half-frosted mountain ash looked like paper ready to fold in on itself if a breeze picked up, and the black wallabies were like rocks hunched at the side of the track. I've explored caves full of dreamtime images. Their intricate patterns leave an impression in your head that is always there. Not many whites are permitted. Now I have a secret name. Still, I have not seen Europe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wrote a piece proudly uh, with an incredible poet called Meg Dunn. Yes. Those of you who know Meg know how amazing she is. And we wrote a piece together. Well, I started and I dared her. And I said, right, I dare you to write some of this with me. And she did. And this is the result. And this time I'm going to read it. It's called When the Stars Come Out. When the stars come out, I forget that they are always there, luminous beyond the skyline. I wander the sky like a kid rediscovering galaxies, that we are dust, gems, crystal DNA, just formed differently, and asterisks in time and space, stellar performers in the act of existence. When the stars come out, I meander space and time, the distant light reaching for me, a silver-threaded heartbeam, intimate, kind. Sometimes minuscule dots surrounded by the black ink of my errors, an endless yearning for love to go right, for beauty, for joy. When the stars come out, time is portioned in wheeling movements beyond comprehension, yet fixed in motions and patterns that sing like my breath in a silent night. I envy the moon, her sweet company. When the stars come out, I feel immortality in evolution, particles singing out somewhere in the universe to create new life. I spiral into dark matter, light a flame, dance with astronomy, the memory of loved ones gone, perhaps part of a nebula now. I dance with grief, joy, an asteroid spark in a star-string heart whose home is transient. When the stars come out, grab for them a telescope, try to render skyoscope, a meaning. They're negative, a black hole, sucking all we have between us. Lying down has two outcomes, the view of this skyscope or a gutter. I choose face up, <laughs> barefoot, heart struck when the stars come out, when the stars come out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, thank you very much. Oh, I mean, it's not what I planned, so thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for having me, Michael. And yes, remember, Polish perspective. I know I'm doing it on the 18th. See you next time. That was a recording of Lishketch performing at Passionate Tongues on 4th of April this year, recorded by Waffle Iron Girl. Passionate Tongues is held on the first Tuesday of every month at the Brunswick Green in Brunswick with open mic and feature poet 
This is also the convener of Poetry Spective every fortnight at Pride of Our Footscray Bar. And the next Poetry Spective is on April 18th, featuring Sean M. Whelan doing his own work and Michelle Napolitano with a Jim Morrison retrospective. Look up Poetry Spective on the socials for more info. And we'll also place some links on the podcast page of this episode, which you can access from 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word. Many thanks for listening and see you next week.